0: questions in the chat and i'm gonna talk about the first one or the second one first because it's the easy one okay (laughs) because it's what is your favorite childhood cartoon character and why (laughs) (laughs) well Uh, i'll go i'll go first i'll go first and it all depends it all depends on well because cartoons are my jam you know (laughs) right (laughs) it depends on how old I was and what the medium was. Fantasia really had a huge influence. My mom took me to see that when I was maybe three or five years old. And and then I, as I saw it as an adult and I'm watching the Night on Bald Mountain scene, I'm going, oh, this is where all of heavy metal got their design sense. <laughs> because we're all the right age for that. We all saw that movie at that right age and it was in our heads. <laughs> John's doing these great gestures But on television It was Astro Boy And well he had a good Theme song the theme song for the cartoon Really makes a difference For how much I like the cartoon It's really weird Why Astro Boy I don't know because he was a robot And flew around And he had a I liked his sister too they, Like, They actually let his sister do things Astro Girl was able to do things. I know I watched a lot of other cartoons, but Astro Boy was one that stuck with me. And then, you know, as a young adult, I was getting into really weird shit, like Sally Crookshank stuff. And I would go to animation. Like if there was an animation festival, I would go watch it. So I'd see all kinds of very cutting edge or very bizarre animation. Like, yeah, definitely young young adult. I was kind of really into Bakshi's Fritz, Fritz the Cat. <laughs> and I watched that recently. It's not holding up that well. It is kind of not great, right? I was so no. Surprised. It's really no. It's really it's got a lot of the art's
1: <laughs> bad. It's just yeah. yeah. It's, it's really
2: sexist, racist.
3: Yeah.
2: <laughs> so but, uh, John Todd
0: once to, said, "Did you see Modern Astro Boy?" The movie, like yeah it's not the same, but I also, (laughs) I also as an adult at a science fiction convention, they were running these old black and white Astro boys, like from the fifties and Dr. Elephant was really, really creepy there. It was like this whole pedophilia subtext going on. that was like that, you you know, just looking at it now from back then, it's like, Holy shit. (laughs) Wow, I missed
3: that one. If you watch (laughs) cartoons from the 40s, 50s, and 60s, all the villains are queer-coded.
0: Really? Yeah. Yeah. Ah, did not look. You know, I didn't look. I never watched them with that. Look for it. Look for it. Wow.
3: Think, Snidely Whiplash, Jafar from (laughs) Aladdin, like (laughs) that. Like
0: oh, oh, just I mean the flamboyance and the okay.
3: Okay, so it's it's yeah, queer-coded, often not white. Well, that I know.
2: Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
3: Unfortunately. Ambiguous colored villains. That like that, right. That's the best way I could describe it. It's common.
2: Yeah. 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 So my favorite cartoon, you know, I like, I like so many, I mean, all of the original Warner Brothers stuff is just classic and lots of queerness and all kinds of innuendos in those cartoons for sure. But those are cool. But I was actually thinking today because one of my, who I was considering my first crush and love, Les McEwen of the Bay City Rollers passed away a couple of days ago. And that was been not great for me <laughs> for sure. So I was thinking he was my first love, but actually my first big crush was Speed Racer. So <laughs>
0: mm-hmm.
2: I definitely like Speed Racer. <laughs> Speed Racer, And I don't know why, I don't know. It's just, <laughs> cute and what was on TV when I was very little, you know, but I am just, uh, I am a huge fan of cartoons. And I like a lot of the seventies. Well, what was on in the seventies, but some of it was from like the forties and it was a old, you know, stuff. And a lot of the nineties, there was a really great run of excellent, excellent cartoons in the nineties, like Powerpuff Girls for sure. Oh, yeah.
0: And yeah, that's uh, when I, my daughter was very young. So I got to experience the '90s kids cartoons, yeah. which like the Powerpuff Girls, the Sailor Moon, and and uh yes. Cow and Chicken, and there's oh, just man. too many to name. But all the Samurai story. Jack,
1: Courage the Dog, I Courage, love the, Courage the Dog. dog. Yeah, <laughs>
3: that
2: was weird. That was definitely weird.
3: Samurai oh, Jack and Dexter's Lab. Oh yes. yeah, definitely. Definitely. In- invader yeah. Zim. anybody for Invader Zim? Oh, In- I remember invader. That. Not as well. Invader, I, I know. Nah, I don't know Invader
1: Zim. OK, so what's next? Well, I love Pinky and the Brain, man. Oh, I, yeah. I
3: love Pinky. Oh, my God. Have you seen the new Animaniacs?
0: Yes.
2: Well, we did an
3: episode on album. that. Yes, yeah. the same actors. You know, Why Is
0: This Awesome on
3: Yeah, us. I didn't know that we I, I did a Why Is This Awesome
2: on? on Animaniacs. And yeah, it was a good that was a good episode. We talked with uh-huh. um, Samantha Poole about asexuality and her experiences and then i raved about the animaniacs in <laughs> segment. so it's very cool so um oh yeah
1: hulu do- sorry that- oh it's all hulu i just found
0: yeah it's on all- animaniacs yep mm-hmm. okay so do we want- have a question
2: about our origin story did you want to do a different one no we, we do you pick one now so <laughs> Okay. The
0: art of what? Okay,
2: you our asked origin her. story. Let me let me read the question. This is AJ's question, which says, "I want the origin story. How did you all meet? How long had you known each other before starting LeftScape? What made you oh. all decide to start LeftScape? And how did you decide on the format? Because it all works beautifully."
0: Oh, I want to talk about how we met because Do it, you remember <laughs> this. I don't really <laughs> Well, I know this. you. You don't remember this. Okay, our our friend Kevin. Or Galen, we were at the Caduceus Festival, so this had to be like Augusters. I was your birthday, yeah, or it was right around your birthday, because Kevin had been talking up, talking you up to me for days. <laughs> as, he says, you have to meet Robin. You have to meet Robin. Blah blah blah, and and we we're at the festival, and he and he goes, come on, come on, come meet Robin, and because it's her birthday and there's cake, so I went over to the campsite and he hands me a piece of cake. And you're sitting there, and you don't know me from anyone. And, and I keep thinking, you gave me this side eye, like, what is this woman doing eating my cake? That's the vibe I got. <laughs> and that's how I met you.
2: <laughs> that was really funny. I I don't remember giving you side eye. I hope the
0: cake was good.
2: <laughs> but no, we, uh, yeah, and then we were just sort of part of the same spiritual community circles. And Doing ritual and hanging out with a group, and our you know, our former co-host was also part of that circle. Then, what was the other question? How did we get the format? Oh, how long? Oh. This was
0: fifteen. How long have we known each other? It's a long time. Long, long time. To, longer than we've been longer podcasting 15 for fifteen years. Right. right. Not exactly. this podcast. We there was there was two other women that we were circling within our spiritual community, and we all just said, Oh, let's just let's be the view." and and we which what we we would just get together and just talk and record it and i'd clip it into 15 minute segments and throw it on the internet and and that's that we did that for a while we took a break and then we got back together again and our last episode of that show was when the more conservative of the co-hosts was explaining why she was going to vote for Trump And I lost. And that's the only audio that did not survive a disc crash just from that show. So I don't remember what she said. I know Robin was really interested in listening to this woman's explanation of why. And then Trump happened and a couple of years go by and we go, we have to do something.
2: Yeah, I had we just done a, something. Right, I had just done a thing on my website called Blog March, which was getting people to, you know, I just, I just felt like we were getting into an era where alternative voices might start getting more and more silenced, and that sound that seemed really scary. And I've got to do something to counteract that and to make a space for all of us, you know. And so I was doing that and we, we were each kind of doing our own things. And then we came together to try to do something to talk about the politics and to process, what was happening and to see how we can do, make something better, you know, create something. So that happened. And how we, how we put it together in the segments, I think that's
0: been stumbling into <laughs> crap all the time. That was a total evolution. I think it was our first show we basically were just talking about, because you and I had gone to see the David Bowie exhibit at right. the Brooklyn Museum separately, mm-hmm. and then we were just that was our first episode because we and were just, I had just talking gotten about well that. Into road deck and we were looking at the head like playing with it and stuff.
2: so yeah, it was that was that, and then just sort of developed we figured out which what was important to each of us over time, and yeah, it, it's just has come together. I'm really happy with what what's what it's grown into for sure yes
0: i i I also really like how it's evolved. And, and that we're getting tighter and more f- and better focused, you know, I mean, it, I kind of, it was like a good few months before we even started interviewing people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah. Like the first bunch of episodes is just us talking.
2: Right. Right. So. It was like the transitional. Show, yeah. Know. Yeah. So anyone here have a question for us?
1: What was your most uncomfortable
2: episode? Oh, that is a good question that does overlap with there's another question similar, so that's I've been thinking a little
0: about it. I don't know. it was pretty rough on Monday and la- and la- the last two episodes none of that. I don't think a lot of it made it in, on the air, but it was we were, it was really uncomfortable because of there were just so many shootings that's yeah. and I found that to be it was uncomfortable in that like do we really want to talk about this? Because you know, or or you know, because it, it's you can never keep up. You can never be current with this. Because like the one time, like two weeks or three weeks ago, I guess it is now two weeks ago,
2: mm-hmm.
0: there was a shooting on Sunday, and we talked about it. And Monday, after we stopped recording, there was another shooting, and then during the two week period between our two shows, there were like eight more shootings, and there was one like right before we got to record the last episode it was insane. Or there were two shootings last Sunday and and I and that for me that for me got very uncomfortable because it's like and honestly if I think about it John Oliver really handled really said what I wanted to say last Sunday. Mm-hmm. Cuz he got on and he goes I could say and then he would say the thing that he said, you know, 50,000 times before and then he did another thing that it, it, it's like, you know, how how much you know? We're saying we're saying the same thing, and nothing is happening. So it, it it gets kind of frustrating. And you know what else can you know? It's like this isn't what we're doing isn't working, and and I don't know what else to do. And I find that to be challenging and disturbing and frustrating.
4: Mm-hmm. Johnny. You <laughs> um, Yeah, I just wanted to say cuz you were you you were talking about just starting out just talking. I haven't uh, gone way back and and tried to listen to the first episodes but what i the thing that that is so satisfying to me is that in listening to you guys you're you're not you don't have an agenda that you want to teach the listener something. And it it feels like I've been bopping around listening to different podcasts and it's almost like there it's always like somebody's Like we're an expert and we're going to, we're taking questions and then we're going to give these, these really great answers because, you know, we're the ones who know something to teach you guys, you know, and, and the guests do that and the, you know, but so there's just something about like, it's just so based in curiosity and just kind of real talk, just sort of like, let's talk about the news. Like people talk about the news, you know, and, and yet you guys clearly have values. Of course you have values that I appreciate and you know but also ideas that i haven't thought of before so i'm just wondering if there's something in there you know just like did you have models for that or is it just what you like to do is it so satisfying
2: thank you i want to answer i want to answer the question that said Maurice asked though from my perspective and then that's a good one too the most uncomfortable was your question right there's a couple the one the one that where we talked about the Kavanaugh hearings Mm, was hard because I really started thinking about past abuses that have happened and Mm. assault and stuff that was like, you know, if I think about it right now, I just get furious, you know, it dredged it up for all of us. Yeah. That was a really, that was a really hard episode. And And I'm glad when we talk about things like that, when it's the really tough stuff, you know, that was one. And there was an episode called Big and Scary (laughs) that we had, where I was talking about feeling that I want to write about um, my experience of race in communities and, and my biracial experience and family and how that is not always welcome to talk about it's hard stuff but also really important for me to not well I could fe- I can feel fear but I uh, but it's also important to express and should look at all this conflict you know joys and complications and all of it so th- that was my those were my uncomfortable things but where did we what was your how did we get to our whoops say that again <laughs> To how, just, we, how do we formulate our oh, oh models for talking? How we talk?
4: Yeah, yeah. yeah so naturally, and just taking that—is that like a conscious value, or is it just something? Just what happened?
2: I think it's sort of intentional for me. Like I, I, I listen to pundits too, and I'm more interested in capturing authenticity and and learning from each other, and sort of bringing to the table what's what's real right now so that's kind of what I prefer to do I mean I could do a podcast about teaching whatever some music topic or something but it's it's just not it's not what I'm drawn to right now so, yeah.
0: I I don't listen to a lot of podcasts and when except when like Robin tells me like listen to this one then I'll listen to it or she says, oh this guy's really good and I'll listen and then it's like oh I like how they're doing that let's borrow that <laughs> because it sounds like it really works and and or or it would fit into how our format is but usually it's i'm just i'm just winging it i'm a winging it kind of person <laughs> As, which i think robin gets frustrated with that <laughs> a little, I, i'm a little too off the cuff a little too much <laughs> it's so good
3: oh man
4: I need to say good night. This has been really fun. Thank you for uh, coming
2: uh, by. It was really yeah. awesome. Thank you, JV. Thanks for inviting me. Yeah, so. thanks for being here. Good night. It was great being here. Good uh, so, I want to go to. I have a list of other questions here. Okay. Someone asked us, "What do you think about experts predicting a slutty summer and STI spike?" <laughs> <laughs> That's a great question.
0: What do we think about? Experts, pre- what experts are predicting a slutty summer? I've heard this, and I don't know if they're experts or just people <laughs> talking on the internet. But
2: you know, like a lot of people have been cooped up and alone, and whatever. Not not in their communities because of yeah. COVID. So some people
0: and then are there's, saying. Then there's all the people having babies, like right now, because of COVID. <laughs> <laughs> there's that too. There's that too. There's Ex- the little baby boom,
3: but Expert, experts I, say hungry people at the, at the buffet might eat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: I think I, I would hope, and I'm sure there will be exceptions to this, but you think after a year of washing your hands and not touching your face and wearing a mask and social distancing that people are just going to say, fuck it, I'm just gonna just do everything. It's People are gonna still be hopefully taking the precautions that, I mean, that's the one thing that was really brought home to me, like everyone in in the gay community says this is like how we've been learned, we've learned how to avoid infection because of AIDS and this is just the same thing. You know, and and i would think that people will will be sensible about how you know they can be slutty and not get diseased that is my hope you can be slutty and clean that it is my happen. that is my hope
2: for the world and it's also might might be my personal intention <laughs> <laughs> i i can speak for myself that i am very eager to be fully vaccinated and to be uh, connecting with my close community. I don't know that I'll be out in the world of random people. That's not quite it, but those who I love and I'm close to, yeah, I think it's going to be on (laughs) and safely.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And I hope that, I hope that people who are are doing random hookups at least have that communication. Yeah. You know, like Alison
2: Moon talked about that. Yes. Yes, I mean,
0: you have to, you you have to have your, your well, that's what she was, th- I think that's it, even in the clip that we, that we have in our episode that dropped this week was her saying, you know, the communication and, and, you know, cause you want to, you know, yes, you're, you may be vaccinated, but you still don't want to like be swap and spit with somebody who's coughing and has COVID, right. You know, cause it's not a hundred percent.
2: Right. Exactly.
0: So yeah, like so so if that so if you need to talk to your possible sex partner about like are are do you have COVID, you could say, or anything else that I need to know about and, and you know and take it from there.
2: Yeah, I liked her point about how, you know, sex workers and poly folks and people there's a whole group of you know communities where it's just normal to talk about this stuff you know yeah and that's something that we can all you know come learn from so
1: that's cool. that's what so- I'm hearing from from my sluttiest friends <laughs> 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 who are putting in the work you know a lot of them are, are discovering new ways of being sexual you know it's interesting how you know people are getting much more into toys and much more into masking up even for sex and meeting in open spaces, you know, finding secluded open spaces to actually have sexual experiences. So I'm hearing some interesting things and I'm looking forward to someone writing <laughs> the post pandemic book on sexual etiquette.
2: <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> oh, okay. We got a, a good point here. Sharon says, not sure we need to use terms like clean and dirty for STIs. Yes, safer sex is the way to go. But STIs sometimes happen in spite of precautions. And we don't need to shame people when that happens. That is very true.
0: Yes. Thank you, Sharon, for saying that. Some people use the term clear
2: rather than clean. You know, they're saying like, like I've I've done all my tests and it was, I got the all clear or something like that, you know. Okay. But, But.
1: that's a good point. Very launch. good point. Thank you. Yep, yeah. And agreed. A good A good motive of um, attack for me, if I can use that term, a good strategy when it comes to considering sexual partners for me is to treat everybody the same, you know, and that essentially means that I act as if and I treat people as if I act as if I and I treat others as if they have already had all of the things that there are to have. And so I just have sex responsibly, you know, and approaching sex responsibly means taking care of protecting you from my fluids and vice versa. And for me, for the most part, I don't get into a whole bunch of questions around people's sexual health and status. Cause a it's personal. B it's not, none of my business. That ties go back to first a <laughs> it's personal. Um, and so by treating people responsibly, then I don't have to get all enmeshed into clean and dirty. I treat everybody the same. But that's mm-hmm. just for me.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh. And um, Stephanie says, I just prefer saying that I test positive or negative for X. It's factual and neutral and lets people make their own judgment call themselves for themselves. Very good. Yes, I think it is important to pay attention to our language and we're all learning and,
0: and growing with those things too. So yes. thank you. And thank you for, thank you for helping me with words. And <laughs> it's, it's only going to get worse with age. I'm already like not being able to, I mean, I, I found a, a Facebook memory from last year where I, where I, I couldn't think of the words for washing the dishes. So I said, I, I'm doing the dish laundry. So. <laughs> That's good. That's
3: I know. <laughs> so Seems like a, it's it's yeah. it, it's handy. It would be good for us to model having easy, vulnerable, safe sex conversations with people.
2: Yeah, absolutely.
3: It's a it's it's a it's a a tender spot in American culture. I don't know how the rest of the world handles it, but we should get better at it. And if we can model that for people, I'm a little stricter myself, though. I'm like uh, STI testing and conversation generally mm-hmm. some version of that there's exceptions yeah
2: here's a question i've never
1: met anyone who's given me a a, a good reason to not fuck them you know i mean regardless <laughs> of what you know i'm not never you know because generally speaking if someone tells me that they have those kinds of things you know or whatever it's life right you know and And if you are, if if we take it upon ourselves to educate ourselves about sex and the risk and just health, sexual health in general, you know, we like, you want to be, like you say, John, you want to be open and you want to be vulnerable enough to have those conversations if, if it makes someone feel comfortable. But at the same time, you know, sexual health is not a reason to reject someone, sexual health is if you understand it and you know how to take care of yourself being sexually responsible there's not unless somebody's dick falls off if they dick falls off or if they have a tick on their asshole so those kinds of things you want <laughs> otherwise you know i walk away from that <laughs>
2: Yeah, and in case we were going to monetize this one on,
0: on YouTube, <laughs> that's not going to happen now. <laughs> but that's okay. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. Now that we're talking about sex, I'm noticing we have more people tuning in. So, yes, I- of course, you know what
2: we we talk about everything on our show, so it's <laughs> not a problem. I'm trying to answer this comment, and I'm not typing well right now. Do you want to pick another question, Wendy?
0: Sure. This one is, if you could travel back through time, what advice would you give yourself starting out? And I guess my my answer to that is to kind of come up with a format at the beginning before we start and have a format, have the right equipment, that the sound is good. And I think mm. those would be the things that I would have appreciated knowing and having before we s- just started this whole thing. It would have, uh, saved us some time. figuring, you know, figuring it all out ahead of time is better than doing it while you're doing it. Hmm. It comes off more polished. I know John said he, he didn't listen to the early or no, I'm sorry. It was, uh, yes, it was, it was you, Johnny. And, and you were saying you haven't listened to our early episodes the sound quality is not the same. I'm going to tell you that right now.
2: <laughs> that is true. I give us some leeway because a lot of the podcasts that I really love, they started out the same way where it it really was crappy to start and <laughs> it, people grow with it. And that's a good thing. I think this is a very forgiving genre where the t- it's not like I'm 58 minutes to the second or, you know, you don't have to, you don't have to, yeah. with your time you can be, you can learn as you go kind of stuff, but yeah, I get it. It would be good to have, not have to learn the hard way with everything.
0: <laughs> yeah. And I, and I think, I think I would have told myself, you know, we don't really need the extra reverb on everybody's voices. <laughs> yeah. Which I used to do. That's so funny. Uh, yeah. I was trying to make a sound radio, you know, or something. I don't know what the hell I was doing there for what, why I was doing that, but I was doing that. Uh. Yeah. it's a not
2: uncommon thing, I suppose. (laughs) So Brian has a question. He says, what are the most unexpected or rewarding things about running a podcast for 100 episodes? Hmm. For me, it's just getting better at it. It kind of goes with this, the same thing we were talking about, you know, like kind of looking one day and going like, first of all, We've just did a, a hundred freaking episodes of something, and it's different because we did more than the that many episodes of the last podcast. But it was very kind of slap shot, and we just talked about stuff and chopped it up and called it episodes, you know? Yeah, and this is very you know we've crafted some fun music, and we're creating segments that feel pertinent to us that work together in ways that feel cohesive. We've got We've had some really interesting conversations. I really enjoyed looking at the graphic that you designed, you created, Wendy, of you know all the images of from every episode, and it's like, wow, this is a
0: this is a lot. Yeah, and it can we can keep making it better, and it felt it just feels
2: good, you know.
0: I I am glad that we went to a biweekly schedule instead of a weekly. I mean, yeah. when we started, we were doing weekly and, and actually had we stayed weekly, we would have gotten to a hundred episodes in year two, but I'm fine with it taking a little longer because that weekly schedule, especially for something that is not like a paying job is just, it was too much, <laughs> it was too much work. I I think our schedule right now is, is great because it's, it's handleable by the two of us, because it's just us, you know, we don't have staff.
2: We are looking you know, at that. Centers. That is the thing that we really have come to recognize that too. It's, it, it, we, it's manageable, and, but it's a lot.
0: It's a lot. It's, it's, I, I, I'm saying my, the stuff I'm doing is manageable, but yes, we aren't even doing enough social media. So yeah. that's, you know, if we, yeah, if we needed a person, it would be a social media person that would handle our social media and you know
2: and do our seo
0: like we don't have anyone who
2: can do seo on this (laughs) (laughs) team no that's that's what i do you know all day but it's like the what is it the cobbler's children have no shoes is that what yeah something
0: like that (laughs) well that's why the website got designed once
2: (laughs) (laughs) well that's good but yeah but you know there's a lot yeah there's a lot to do besides just turning on the mics and talking and, you know, scheduling, oh, yeah. planning, you know, I think I, I would like to be more mindful with the seasons and sort of creating maybe an arc of what, you know, the things we want to explore and talk about over time and those sorts of things. And, you know, it will, it'll keep, it'll keep growing, but yeah. I do like the schedule as it is now. And I think we're keep going with it. We we'll have a few more
1: minutes, I guess. That whole, that whole, um the whole life after Post production, right? <laughs> and, uh, and, you know, that is something that I'm realizing. I'm coming to realize is just as involved as building up to the production, the planning, and everything. I'm like really taken by this idea of having to develop a social media strategy to get the the production out there for people to hear it, and 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 you know, where are you going to put it and where is it going to be placed from that location? It's just a lot.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And I
1: haven't even got I haven't even scratched the surface with that. We just got the thing done, you know, uh, maybe about two weeks ago. And I had some stuff at work that prevented me from you know, getting started on actually finding a location to, to post the the podcast. And so now it's like, I'm aware that, well, we could post it, but we have to create some sort of way for people to find it. Right. And that's a whole thing in and of itself.
2: That is the
0: thing. Okay. Yeah. That was one thing I was, I was talking to Robin the other day that That because we, you know, when you think about it, we've been podcasting for 15 years and we have a lot of learned knowledge and, you know, we from our, we've learned from our mistakes, which we could, you know, we could, we could teach a course. (laughs) 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 Yeah.
2: Yeah. Okay, Wendy. Uh-oh. <laughs> uh, if it was mandatory to shave your head and get a tattoo, what would you get? <laughs> <laughs> a tattoo on my head? <laughs> I, I, I guess that's what I'm saying. I mean, I'm picturing like you could just have a shaved head and get a tattoo somewhere else. But I'm
0: thinking... I tattoo hair head. on my head. I don't know. <laughs> I have a tattoo. <laughs> I have a couple of tattoos. I have three. This is one of them. Cool. It's my wedding it's your ring. your wedding ring? Yeah. Okay. Uh, it's because this is my third and final marriage, and my you husband. Said that was with, also-
1: with with, you said that with your chest. This is my third and <laughs> final marriage. <laughs> final, like, final marriage. <laughs> like, you it, meant it, that.
0: <laughs> oh, I did. I did mean that. And my uh my husband, when I met him, was fairly recently divorced, and he. I had to change his mind from I'm never getting married again to I'm never getting divorced again, which is a different attitude. So we got tattoos when we got married, and, which is good because when you're hand drumming, you can't have rings. So <laughs> that's my, my reason. I have a half sleeve here, and I have another tattoo where you can't see it because I'm sitting and I have pants on. <laughs> and, <laughs> I don't know that. I mean, I've shaved. I've shaved the sides of my head. Yeah, but Ooh. I don't know if I got another tattoo. What I would get. I mean, what I have on my arm is my band logo carved on a stone, which I realized later is like, oh shit, that's like a tombstone. So my band is dead. I don't <laughs> know, but it's, <laughs> but it's surrounded by flowers. I like so and bees. There's bees too. So that that's uh, I like that one. And Angie did it, and she's not here today, so I can't uh, rave about to her about how much I love this tattoo. <laughs> but, mm-hmm. you well, know, stuff happens.
2: Yeah, yeah. So let's see if I were to—I—I sh- I, I thought about shaving my head. Actually, my
0: hair—I've gotten big hair over. Yeah, things, kind of. I mean, you've had now, but it can, it you can have had big. very short hair. Yeah, and you've done like Grace Jones kind of. Style stuff going on too, right, right. But if I were to
2: shave my head, I mean, I can't think of what I'd want a tattoo on my head. I think I'd want maybe I'd get something non-threatening to to mitigate the. I don't maybe maybe a Pokemon. I don't know.
0: Oh <laughs> <laughs> if I was gonna get a tattoo on my head, I would get the arrow that Ang from Avatar: The Last Airbender has. There you go. That's what I would do. Yeah, yeah. I would get my air tattoo. <laughs> nice. But
2: I want to get. I have. Um, I have several tattoos, but I want to get the polyamory infinity heart to go mm. with my. I have an ohm and lotus flowers here, so I wanted to somehow connect with them. I'm not sure how it will go, but that's that's the thing I've been thinking of most recently. So. Anyway, it is ten o'clock. Do we have one oh more? My God. We can do one more question or uh, call it a night. What do you think? What do we got uh, here? Do we have a question? Yeah, we've got a we've got a ton more. If we don't get to all of them, I'll try to answer these. um, you know, to so the people who ask them or get online or on Facebook. Okay,
0: but oh, I, have, uh, I didn't I, check on the, on my Facebook yeah. page. Somebody asked me questions. I think. Oh, what is your fantasy
2: guest or topic? That might be a good way to end. All right, you go.
0: I- <laughs> oh, okay. I thought you had an answer to that question. I don't. I don't have a, my fantasy guest. Oh, oh, I know who you're talking about. Um, I'm just trying to see if I have questions here. Well, somebody liked it, but they didn't ask me a question. Uh, my fantasy guest would be Julio Gambuto, because he wrote that amazing Medium essay about prepare for the gaslighting to what the heck was it called? We we talk oh, about prepare it. for the ultimate gaslighting. Yeah, yes, that was just amazing. Although you know, it it was kind of time sensitive, so it's this was more. I, I just I just thought he was a very he had a lot of really interesting opinions, and I'd like to talk to him.
2: Yeah, and I mean, what he was saying was, you know, this is the great pause in society with COVID and we be really mindful about what we do when we come out of this. What we
0: bring, what we resurrect after we've stopped doing all of these things, what are we going to continue to do when we can go out and do things? Right. And And then, then you know, we're going to get inundated with all kinds of media and,
2: and, Mm -hmm. and commercial everything. And buy everything yeah. start buying
0: everything again at the same rate and
2: we can be we can do something different if we want
0: yes 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 um, yes you're right i want him i still want him on the show it's yeah. more important even now <laughs> yes yeah. exactly. as we are because we're because we're pretending that it's like not there anymore even though it is so that's my fantasy mm. yes Do you have a fantasy guest?
2: (sighs) All the rock stars. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. You know, I I can't think of one right now. There are are a lot of people that I'd like to reach out to and a lot of musicians, but I want to also branch out into, I don't always want to do it's easy. Mm. And even though it might be challenging for me to, reach out to certain musicians. It's very easy for me in general to talk to other artists who are similar to me. So I want to be, I want to challenge myself and I'm not sure what that will be yet, but that's what I'm thinking about doing and, and trying to go farther outside, you know, because there are so many awesome people in my concentric circles that I know. And there are tons of people out there that who I don't know who I think, are doing really great work in all different walks of life that are less familiar. So I'm going to try to go for some of that in our next year or whatever. So, okay. Yeah. So that's a non-answer, but it's what, it's what's coming to me now. So
0: I think we should, we should wrap
2: up. Yes, we should. Um, I just want to say thank you to everybody who is listening and watching this show This podcast means a lot to me, and I'm just really glad that we're doing it, and it's feeling very vibrant and thriving for me, and I appreciate you, Wendy. I wanted to give you a sound editing award for, like, the what was it, episode 98, where it was like, and I couldn't speak, and I gave you, like, 57 takes of everything,
0: (laughs) and it came Yeah, but we did that last, we did that this week, too. I mean, neither of us could speak this week. Right. That's why i well, yeah, 420 that- take was excellent. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway. We do have fun when we record the show. It's true. It's <laughs> yeah. So and, uh, so thank you everyone. Yes, thank you all. Johnny it was lovely John to see you and-, and talk to you all. I know Robin. You know Rob, Robin knows all of you, and I don't know anybody. So. It's, <laughs> It's nice. Grandma gets to come out and play a little bit.
2: (laughs) And thank you, AJ. I hope you feel better. So, And thanks for listening. Um, Thank you, everybody. Good night, everybody.
1: Thank you, Wendy. It was a pleasure meeting you guys. Have a great night.
2: Yeah, good night. Take care.
4: Congratulations and hooray.
2: Thank you. (laughs) Woo-hoo! Thanks, everyone. Thank you.